This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. <clears throat> the parasha of Bechukosai, we really have sort of a bottom line of Kabbalah Torah. It is the bris that HaKadosh Baruch Hu signs off on Kabbalah Satora, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that all of Torah will now be sealed with a, um, a bris, which means um, very difficult consequences if you don't listen, and reward if you do listen. That is what the Chukosa is about. But if we zero in on the Pasuk, and we're trying to get a sense specifically what it is that he wants from us, what it is exactly that we're talking about, um, we begin to see that it's it's not a simple um, covenant on the mitzvahs as a whole. When we talk about keeping mitzvahs, we tend to think of the um, the observance. We tend to think of these are your obligations and observances, and this is what you have to do. And one would expect it to say that all of the, um, if you keep all of these mitzvahs and um, stay away from all these various things will happen, so on and so forth. But the Pasuk actually is different. The Pasuk says, in Bechukosai Telechu, the first three words are Bechukosai Telechu, which definitely is something other than what we're talking about, because the rest of the Pasuk is as mitzvot I would have um, started with as mitzvot if you keep my mitzvot, then X, Y, and Z, if not, not. Um, that is the opening line of this bris, and understanding exactly what we're talking about will shed light on the entire parasha. Rashi, uh, based on Hazal, he poses this problem, and he says, <coughs> "Yes, is something that is um, what we're talking about, observances, etc." But Imruchosa Telechu is speaking about um, a more intense study of Torah, and he says it's a melas betorah. Now, the, the, let's read the pasuk as a whole and get a sense of what the issues with that is. There are three words used in that Pasik, um, three points, and each one of them poses some difficulty. Let's start with the word Telechu. The word Telechu is a, um, a, a, a sort of uh, idiom used in Hebrew for observance. If you walk in my ways, Vesal Kim is Halach Noach, um, Avram, Halach Lefanai Samim. Um, all of those are uh, phrases meaning observance, keeping Torah, and so on. But why halicha? Why walking? Um, it's observing, observing, keeping, adhering. Those are the words that would naturally come to us. The word halicha, why is that the word used? Secondly, the word, um, the, the specific word uses chukosai. Chukosai are those mitzvahs that are not. Um, understood by the human mind 
they, they, they don't have a natural sense for the human mind. And those are called chok. So they obviously pose a certain difficulty. It's hard to do things you really don't understand. Fine. And therefore, people tend to possibly have more of a difficult time with it. Okay, but why would that be that opening phrase, im telechu? It's the other way around. I would start with mitzvahs as a whole. Mitzvahs as a whole are, you know, a person has to keep observe. And you could make special mention of especially the chok. But um, the chok, why would the chok be the sort of main point of it? Rashi, when he brings the Medrash to Chazal, that it means uh, Amel's Batora, Amel's Batora is very, very important. Um, why is that singled out? We say, if you observe the mitzvahs and you work hard in Torah, and, and how does it fit into Chok? Um, is, there, is there any indication that that's what it would be about? Those are the points we need to consider when trying to understand um, these points will give us a whole different perspective in in what it is that Akash wants from us. We tend to think of the mitzvahs as uh, duties, obligations. Akash has dumped on us. He wants us to behave in a certain way, and this is obviously the right way to behave. And this is what we have to adhere to. That that seems to be a quite a, a sort of a simple summation of mitzvahs. The truth is, it is far different than that. Akadosh Baruch Hu wants us to bond with Him. The 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 in Akadosh Baruch Hu, the bonding with Akadosh Baruch Hu, that a human being connect Akadosh Baruch Hu, is the goal of Torah and mitzvahs. Now, the um, there's there's a, a bit of a problem here. We are n- not anywhere close to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And more than that, the road and the gap, the gap to Kaddish Baruch Hu is infinite. Um, and because Kaddish Baruch Hu is infinite. So, how do I describe a person being misdabek to Kaddish Baruch Hu? And where's that stage? How do I identify that stage? And the answer is... I cannot identify a point like that. There is no such point. It is all about the process. It's all about coming closer to Akash Baruch Hu because Akash Baruch Hu is infinite. So, for the picture in our minds, a for um, the picture in our minds, what the big picture looks like, then we would say as follows. There is a Kaddish Baruch who's infinite. The, um, the, the Kaddish Baruch who wants of us to get to him, and the 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 greatest activity is the travel towards him, because that travel is really infinite. Each point is closer and richer than the point before, and that's what Kaddish Baruch who wants from us to keep moving there. So the word halicha. The word to travel is definitely the word that is um, best a best description of religious engagement. It's not observing, it's not keeping, it's not doing what you're supposed to do. It's walking with Hakadosh Baruch Hu towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu and so on. Besides the act of walking, besides doing the walking, 
what else is important in this process? So let's give a marshal. Imagine a person is climbing up. Um, uh, uh, he's he's um, climbing up a mountain. So the um, the the what what a person does many times, many types of climbing works as follows. I look at, I reach for the furthest point away from me. I stick um, a spike into that over there. I stick it in firmly. And then I tie a rope to it and I pull myself up against it. So if the spike is very firm in the stone and my rope is very tightly tied to that spike, there's a lot of resistance. It, it, and as I pull, I pull myself up towards it. So somebody is going to be kind of a, a, a very big chacham, and is going to say, you know, the reason why it's so tough is because the spike is unyielding, the rack is unyielding, and therefore, um, the, and my rope is unyielding, therefore I have such time. Therefore I have such a hard time. So you know what? I'm going to design a spike that has a spring in it, very, very tough spring, and I will be able to bend the spike towards me. And he does it. That's fantastic. But he doesn't move forward. One of the reasons when you walk, one of the reasons why you can't walk on ice is because there's no resistance. The ice is not offering a counterpoint to my shoes. It's all my shoes, and therefore I just skid around the same place. I can't go anywhere because walking is really being able to push against something that's very firm, against the ground. So if I want to get ahead, I need to find a point beyond me. That point needs to be extremely firm, and I need to be able to, um, to, to work hard and pull myself forward. The um, the world of Chok is the world that is beyond us. It's the it's the, the place that is mishpat. Those mitzvahs that we understand, they're with us, and therefore I am there. I may keep not keep. I may have trouble. I may have many many nesionos. Um, but but this is the point that I'm at. So I'm not moving forward really by keeping that mishpat. In some sense, obviously, I move forward because I'm, I'm tre- retraining my body. But, but in a substantial way where the person moves forward, it is where I am. A chok is beyond me. And therefore, um, by throwing a rope to the chok, by tying a rope to the chok, and I pull, what happens is I pull myself up. It, it, it's a strain. It's a very big strain. The mountain is sheer and it's far up. But but the reason why I'm straining is because I'm moving forward. I'm moving beyond me. I'm not skidding in the same place. I'm moving forward. So the world of Chukim is... So if we're asking ourselves, when I look at Torah through the perspective of Halicha, of progressing, moving forward, it's going to require Chuk as the first point. A point, quote-unquote, set in stone. In Bechai, I believe it, it says that the word Chuk comes from the word chakika, an engraving in, like in stone, something carved in stone, etched in stone. In other words, the firmness of the chakika is what it's all about. 
And that's why Chok um, is the most vital piece in moving forward. Of all the items in Chok that are difficult or, or whatever, the um, it, it is specifically my understanding that progresses. The Chok is something that does not as yet exist in my frame of reference. I don't have a frame of reference like that. It's, it's kind of beyond where I am. And that is where I attach my understanding to. And as I pull myself forward, pull myself forward, I get there. And I get some feel for it. So the concept of Chok, of, of, of Amelus Betora, Amelus Betora is specifically the breaking my head on that which is not yet comprehensible to me. And that is the Aleph. If we're talking about Halicha as being the core activity of Torah, then then um, then, then the Amelos Torah and the, the Chok are the most important parts of it. I want to present a bit of a parallel with um, with science. The the Greeks explored. Um, science to the best of their ability. Th- they started with a um, with the following uh, axiom that everything in the world is the way I understand it. And therefore, if a circle is a perfect figure, which is something that we sort of intuitively feel that a circle is much more perfect than an ellipse, the ellipse kind of looks weird. So all the planets, who I assume are perfect, makes a lot of sense that they're perfect, will go with a circle. Why would a planet want to be weird when planets are so heavenly and great? And that was their axiom. And every single... They, they, they thought long and hard about a lot of things. But they started with a point of reference that is um, where they were. And the only thing they could do is either ignore reality, but they couldn't move forward. They couldn't. They did not gain any new ideas in science. They, they gained more information. Some are true, some are not true. But that's all they could do because they were starting with the following axiom: everything is as I understand it now to be, as I intuitively understand it to be. So when you start with an axiom, you're never going to open up to new ideas. As science progressed. And you know, and and our and and we said to ourselves, moving things don't need anything to push it. If they're moving, they keep moving. That's not so intuitive. Or worse things. Um, let's say Einstein comes along with the idea that a light a, a light wave will go at a certain speed, and no matter how much padding on the back you do to the light wave, no matter how much pushing and grunting, um, you know, all the kings, also kings, men won't make it go quicker. It doesn't make any sense. Everything in the world that's going at any speed, give it a shtickle push, it moves further. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, it's, the answer is, science did an about face and said, let's first see what is, and let that be carved in stone, and then we're going to begin to understand the world as it is. Um, it used to be that these theories were kind of strange, People did not understand it and did not think it couldn't couldn't relate to it. Once we took it on as a given, it now became uh, our understanding. 
So the, forget about a minute Torah. This is the way the world has progressed by by understanding reality, and then adopting our understandings to it. We've actually moved forward our understandings. So let's sum up the the the, the pasuk here with the, with the meaning. This is really, so to speak, a, a, a wrap up of the entire Torah. Yes, it's it's a, it's a um, it's, it's a it's a covenant, which implies uh, consequences, both positive and negative consequences, meant to reinforce and uh, and express what it is. But the first pasuk, those first three words, are really expressing the core of what it is. It is not about observing and keeping. Yes, observing and keeping is obviously very important, but that's not the big picture. The big picture is about moving towards Akadosh Baruch Hu. It is the person who is doing what he's supposed to do is a holich. He's moving. He's, he's, he's becoming bigger than he was at his starting point. And the road is infinite because Akadosh Baruch Hu is infinite. To move forward, one needs to have a point ahead and the point ahead should be etched in stone it needs to be it needs to be a it needs to be something that gives not at all it no flexibility it is what it is and th- we, we 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 um we attach ourselves to that point we know that we're not at that point and we expect it to be it, it beyond us because it is beyond us that world is called hukim and if we treat it that way and we pull ourselves towards it, we will keep moving. This is especially true in Torah. Torah is the understanding of this mitzvah, and that's where we have that chok specifically um, expressed. And as we move forward in the world of chukim, um, as we attach ourselves to the world of we begin to move forward. Um, it's something that in today we struggle because it used to be, you know, everything 100 years ago and going back, everything was authority, authority told you this, and so on and so forth. We're, today, are a generation where we wish to understand, and we do things as we understand them, which is good and fine, except you can never get past your understanding. Torah requires that we understand the Torah to be absolute truth. And we know that part of that absolute truth is beyond the understanding of truth as we understand it now. We, we, it's just not and because it is beyond us, and if we treat it firmly, if we've bent Torah to be what we think is right, even the good things, we're never going past where we are. That's what it is. We are where we are, and that's all there is. But because we treat Torah as being carved in stone, and we pull ourselves towards it, that's how we grow. means we attach ourselves firmly to those areas of Torah that, that we recognize as beyond us by the fact that we don't understand them, that we don't get it, that don't seem to quote-unquote to be right. But if we treat it as science, we treat it as chok, we treat it as being something absolute, then Be'ezus Hashem, we will, the effort will go not in bending the Torah, but in moving ourselves closer to Torah, and we will grow in, and we will grow in Torah.